Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter. And you're listening to a new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Mum, I just want to pre-warn you, I'm in a very silly mood today. God help us all, <laughs> is what I want to say. Hopefully, that... lovely to see you. <laughs> Hopefully that won't affect the quality of our discussion this week. No, it absolutely won't. Um, fingers crossed. Uh, lovely to see you. Lovely to see you, gorgeous one. I thought that today uh, we could talk about purpose. Big word. Yeah, I'm not actually sure what what I what will come from this discussion. I'm quite intrigued. Normally, I have an an idea of you know my thoughts and where I think the discussion will go. Somewhat, obviously, it's all off the cuff, so you never really know. But yeah, I think purpose is a bit of a a weird one, almost. I ju- I just think purpose can sometimes for a lot of people be intangible and it's this thing that they're searching for looking for and if they don't find it they've failed yeah um and um oh gosh it's it, that's what i'm saying it's such a big word it's such a big concept and i think especially younger people struggle with this word purpose and what they should be doing or what they shouldn't be doing to find their purpose and if they haven't found their purpose what does that mean and, um, you know, even as young as 18, you know, working with somebody who's 18 and, and struggling, worrying about the fact that they yet don't know their purpose. Yeah, I think I think I definitely relate to that. I think it's not something that's talked about. It's not something that's talked about within like my friendship groups, for example. Um, but it is something that you see on the media a lot. All these celebrities talking about, oh, I found my purpose or, you know, this is what I'm meant to do. You know, for example, um, watching the Olympics, you know, all the Olympians saying, you know, this is my purpose, getting this medals, you know, been my life, life's goal, dream, whatever you want to call it. And I think for the regular Joe, you know, for me and you, I, I don't see myself as having a purpose yet and I think actually recently I've been thinking I don't want to put myself under pressure to find a purpose I don't necessarily believe that we all have one purpose or one specific thing that we're meant to achieve and actually I think in focusing too much on that you can limit yourself and you can put yourself under pressure and you know we talk about living a hell yes I don't think that that's conducive to living a hell yes no I really understand that but I think there will be some people then that feel that um, rightly or wrongly if they don't have a purpose, then they're directionless. There's no yeah. direction. No, totally. Yeah. And then drifting and not knowing then what to do. And then, like we say, put ourselves under a huge amount of pressure because we haven't got there yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I don't, how, how can you live a happy life? Live a hell yes. If you're under immense pressure because you so-called haven't found your thing yet. Or you have found your thing, but you're not achieving it. Yeah, absolutely. Because that also brings with it its own stress. A- absolutely. So it's such a big, it's it's loaded. Yeah, The definitely. word purpose and the way people speak about it, I think is really, really loaded. I know that we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago because we were actually going to do this uh, episode, weren't we, a couple of weeks ago. And we were having a chat about this. And um, I said, well, I really felt and I still feel that a word for me that feels better than purpose is intention. Yeah. Um, I think the word purpose, like I said, is so big, whereas intention takes that bigness away. You know, we can have an intention of what we want. Um, I, I, I just think that opens you up then to more unlimitedness because you're easier about it than when you're really struggling with something so big like purpose. 
I think intention to me feels a bit more practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels a bit more you focused, like I focused, yeah. rather than other focused. If yeah. that makes sense, mm-hmm. I think purpose is usually something that. Um, I think it's usually something that people feel they owe others Mm -hmm. or it's usually a purpose. um, When I've seen people talk about it, it's normally something to do with others. Mm. Whereas I think intention is to do with you and what feels good to you. Um, So I I do understand that. I think that feels, that feels better to me. Definitely Mm. less uh, big and pressurizing and scary and all of those things. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you're younger, you know, because do you remember we were speaking about this, but when you, when you finished uni mm. and when Jessica finished uni, you know, my stepdaughter, your stepsister, when she finished uni, you know, it's that whole thing of, you know, I've been to uni, I've got my degree now. Okay. What do I do? You know, what do I do? So it was then, well, what direction do I go in? Because I remember you saying this, that it's like you're set up to done my GCSEs, done my A-levels or AES levels, done my A-levels, gone to university. There you go. You should now know that's your purpose. Your degree would lead you to your purpose. Yeah. You're expected to make those decisions so young and so much pressure is put on you to succeed at GCSE, then at A-level. And then if you choose to go to university there as well. Yeah. And then to be honest as well, you have so many years of that pressure yeah. that when you actually finish, finish university, there's almost this it's an anti-climax. It's yeah. like, okay, well I'm done now. Yeah. Mm, so, so what, you yeah. know, especially I think in some cases, you know, Marwa, for example, my best friend, mm-hmm. she's just finished medicine. She's now a junior doctor. Yeah. Very exciting. Well done. Very well done to Miss Marwa, Marwa Sally. Um, but she had a very clear purpose. So all those, I think it was seven years that she was at university. Um, she knew what, what the end result would mm. be mm-hmm. if she did well. And if she got certain grades and all of that stuff, obviously she worked incredibly hard. But for me, I decided to go with a subject that I loved, but that didn't have a clear career path. And I did philosophy. Similar thing with Jessica. She did journalism. Mm -hmm. She wasn't sure that there would be anything Mm job-wise for her afterwards. And I don't regret that decision. I'm really glad that I did something, did a subject I loved because I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it didn't help me kind of career-wise or job-wise. Coming out, I did feel very lost. And I think that you can definitely struggle with that. I think young people are struggling with that Mm. when they finish university or even if they finish school and decide not to go to university, it's still a question of, well, what do I do now? Mm. Um, It's a tricky one. Well, I think it's that whole uh, pressure thing of um, I have it, I should have it all figured out now. Yeah. Yeah. And if I've got it all figured out now, that's cool. It's almost like this idea that life's like a series of steps or a checklist. Yeah. You know, if I do X, Y, and Z, then... I'm sorted, then I'll be happy. You know, yeah, if exactly. I do this thing, if I yeah, get this yeah. job, if I get this promotion, then I'll be happy. Yeah. And then you kind of get to a point where you realize that life isn't like that at all. Yeah. And it's all kind of uh, bits and pieces, you know, yeah, it's sure. not a clear ladder or a clear step-by-step process. Yeah, it's experiences yeah. that make up your happiness and, and who you are. And your learnings. Definitely. Because it's from your experiences that you know what you don't want, so you know what you do want so that you can then take those steps towards more clarity of what you do want and what you do want and what you do want. On that note, there's actually a really good quote that I love from JK Rowling. Um, And I'll read it out. I'll read it to you, mum. So it's personal happiness lies in knowing that life is not a checklist of acquisition or achievement. Your qualifications and your CV are not your life, though you will meet many people who confuse the two. And I think that just sums it up really well for me and that I think when you finish university and university is very much a checklist or school for example Mm -hmm. is a checklist and then you complete it and you're left with this feeling of 
okay so you know like you're proud of yeah. what you've done but we've only ever got the present moment right yeah so absolutely that only lasts so long yeah, that sure. kind of joy and, and pride and I think that it's really true that you you know your CV for example I've been thinking about this a lot lately and I think we kind of touched on it in our discussion about success and failure but your CV is not you no your LinkedIn state your profile doesn't represent you know the entirety of who you are mm-hmm. and I think in sorry going off, off on a bit of a tangent here but I think when I quit my job a few months ago yeah that was a real test of that you know, am I gonna, am I defined by my job? Sure. And I realized, I was really happy to realize that I'm not, you know, there's a lot more to me. I still have stuff to talk about, even though I'm not doing a nine to five job. Yeah. Um, and I, I think though that there was one point in time when that wouldn't have been the case. I think early in my career, that was my everything, you know, sure. and I tied my identity to, you know, the organization I was in and the work I was doing. Um, and I think that's been an important shift for me, mm-hmm. not letting that be my whole world because those things are always, um, what's the word they can always end you know um and so it's risky putting your whole identity within that you know when it it can be taken from you it really is isn't it because um i work with you know quite a few people who are so so i obviously work with transition you know trans trend uh moving through different stages of your life moving into new zones moving into new experiences coming out of your comfort zone so imagine people who are retiring and they've been in their job for 40 years that's their identity yeah they have made that their identity where do you go from there which isn't a judgment by by the no. way i totally get that Not it's so all. easily done well, of course but, it is so easily done but it's really tricky but, when you then leave well yeah, yeah because the carve an identity for yourself and the clients that have yeah the clients that have come to me are I really don't like this word, but they're lost. And I really don't like that word, but they're lost because where do you go from there? Literally, where do you go from there? Because now for them, it's, I have to find out actually, what do I like? What don't I like? Where, what would I actually like to do? Well, I don't really know because I've always been focused on this. And at that point, when you've made that your identity, it's as if you've made that your purpose. Mm. Um, and is it actually a purpose or this is really interesting, actually. This has just come through to me. Or is it something you adopt and hide behind because you're worried that you won't find your purpose? 100%. I totally relate to that. You know? Yeah, I definitely think that early in my career, that's what I did. Right, okay. I, I was lost. I didn't know. I still don't know what... Yeah. And that's why I want to step away from this idea of purpose. I much prefer your the concept intention. of intention, yeah, mm. because that feels much better to me. And that feels a lot more fluid because mm-hmm. I think purpose, if that's what you want to call it, is something that will change over time. It's not, definitely, you know, stuck. Um, and it, it will change depending on, you know, where you are and who you are and what you're doing and, you know, all of those things. And I think I very quickly jumped into the idea when I got my first job, first, you know, career job, that that was my purpose even though I knew in my heart that it wasn't but I I did hide behind that and I did as I said let it become kind of my whole world at that point in time and that had negative consequences as well because it meant I was massively overworking it meant that I wasn't really present in my social life or with my family and friends so I think that that's a really good you know insight that you've just had there I think it's very easily done definitely and what something you just said now about you know it will change Yes, you know, this this one purpose thing, even if people really feel the purpose, if they do, there there will be um, different variations of that 
as you grow and evolve because we are all growing and evolving. We are because energy moves all the time. We're energy. We grow. We evolve. Experiences help us to evolve. So what we then, what our preferences are and what we want and what we like and what we believe and all of that shifts, all of that changes. So this, even just by coming from that perspective, that one idea that you have a fixed purpose that you have to, that you're on the search for, for me, from my perspective, is a flawed premise. 100%. I totally agree with that. Um, and sticking my neck out and saying that, but, but I really believe that. And I think it sabotages a lot of people. I think it um, paralyzes a lot of people. I think that's a really good point. And Paralysis. So, and so busy looking for this that you're not having a great time in your life. Um, where you could be having fun, could be evolving, could be, well, you're always evolving, but you could be evolving positively. You could be evolving, um, in a way that feels really good for you, but you can't because you're paralyzed because you're too busy wondering or worrying, where is this purpose that I can't find because I don't actually know what I want to do or be or have or do. And it goes back to that lack mindset again, doesn't it? Instead of focusing on how the good things about you, the things you are achieving or have done or are doing, you're focusing on this one notion that you can't find and focusing on the lack rather than all the good things that you do have going on in your life and, you know, for you. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say then is your purpose intention at the moment? My intention, um, I'm not going to go down the road of the word purpose, but my intention is always um, two things actually for me. Being of service, which I follow through on every day in my work and with anybody, if I can help, I will. So being of service and absolutely my intention is happiness. Done deal. They're the two for me. They're the two, if, if I live my life, if this is what purpose is all meant to be about, if I live my life being of service and being happy, in other words, not allowing conditions to affect me, you know, staying centered and, and uh, appreciative and all that that means, then yeah, that that's my, in inverted commas, purpose. I think those are good intentions to have. Not Thank that you. you need my approval. I do. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. Um, when you were younger, did you ever feel like, you know, you were looking for that purpose or you thought you'd found it and then you hadn't? Or did it not really come into your, your mind? Okay, well, it's a bit... Okay, so for me, it was a little bit weird, wasn't it? A little bit different because, as I said in the Was book, it? <laughs> what are you, you going to tell us? <laughs> Well, like I said in the introduction to the book, you know, I was about six when I realized that there was more out there, whatever that means, than just this, I don't know, physical flesh stuff that you see or the physical stuff that you see. I just knew there was more and I didn't have a clue what that meant. Love that you're having that realization at six. (laughs) Yeah. What was I doing at six? Oh, Oh, you? Oh, Eating Lego. I don't know. I think you were actually having a strop at some (laughs) point, I think. (laughs) Um, going to Disneyland. I took you to Disneyland in Paris oh, yeah. when you were six. Yeah. Um, I know. Anyways. Yeah, moving on from Disneyland. Um, <laughs> but no, definitely, I always knew there was more out there. So I, I think I was actually growing up with a kind of um, knowing but not knowing how to kind of understand what was going on in the world. So I definitely think I've always had that as a bit of a, 
of a guide, if you want to, you know, something I was aiming for, but not having any clue really what that meant or how I was going to do it. Um, and, you know, certainly the way I lived my life when I was younger, uh, certainly wasn't in alignment with that at all. As we know, we've done that shoulds, not shoulds, all that kind of stuff. So I yeah. live my life very much as a should, but always knowing that there was more. So I think that was always something I was exploring. Um, and then, yeah, I found that when I started doing crystal and spiritual healing, you know, taking the diploma, the vibrational diploma. What did you find though when you? When uh, it you was like that? a kind of, oh yeah, this is it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is it. This is, um, yeah, this what, is. What, because you were helping others? Or now had the ability to help others in a specific way? I guess on one level, but it was also the whole energy thing. It was understanding at that point how energy worked. It was understanding how people are affected by their own energy and others. Mm -hmm. um, it was understanding that, yes, indeed, there is way more out there. Um, and then, of course, that led on to my journey of the universal laws, you know, manifestation, creating the life that you want through understanding how to do that mm -hmm. together with, yeah, for sure, you know, pe uh, helping people clear their energy, you know, not, not billions of people are walking around the planet carrying other people's energy that they don't even know and attached to old memories that don't serve them that, is, that are or is um, restricting their lives. So, yeah, to be able to shift that for people, for me, feels, it's like a bit of, I'll tell you how it feels. It feels like a relief. It's like, oh, great, I'm doing that. Yeah, that, that's what it is for me. But I'm not saying that's a purpose thing. It sounds like you found your purpose. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not saying that's a purpose thing, but I am saying that's what feels good to me. So really what I would say in relation to this whole purpose thing, do what every second of every day, do what feels good because that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. that's what your purpose on this planet is. If you need to have a purpose on this planet, that's what it is. You came here for three things, joy, growth, and freedom. They, they, that is your purpose. Living joy, living growth, and living freedom. And that's why COVID has been so difficult for so many people, because freedom wasn't available. And that would have gone directly against the truth of who they are. Went on a bit of a rampage there. That was quite intense, I have yeah. to say. Sorry, you looked directly in my eyes as you said all of that. <laughs> bit of a rampage. Um, but yeah, that, that's, but that's, no, that's I, what I, you know, I get feel, it. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think your intentions are really um, good things to, to strive for. I think feeling good. I think also, I think it's actually really difficult sometimes to know what makes you feel good. Just want to stop you there though, because you see, that's oh. the thing that really... Here she goes. Yeah. <laughs> What did you so I said you're here for joy, you're here for growth, you're here for freedom. Yep. And you just said to me, I'm I'm gonna I'm not saying this in your exact words, but one of the word will be one of the words will be exact. You said, Yeah, I think your intention of being happy, I think you said, did you? Yeah. Or feeling good. Um your intention of feeling good is definitely something to really? strive for. Strive for. Why would we strive? Why would we because of what I said? Because strive. I think sometimes strive people is resistance. Strive is hard work. We're not here to do anything through hard work. Hard work 
for a lot of people doesn't feel good because you're you're actually pushing through resistance. Why don't we intend feeling good? Why don't we intend being happy? Why don't we have that conscious, conscious intention and follow through on that? Feeling good about doing it. Why do we need to strive? Let's thrive, not strive. <laughs> Put that down as a mantra, everybody. <laughs> I, um, right, my turn. Um, <laughs> I think, though... And this links back, sorry, there will be a bit of repetition because it links back, I think, to our discussion about shoulds. I think sometimes people are in a habit, though, of doing what doesn't feel good. And so there is sometimes some difficulty in discovering what does feel good to them. Oh, no, completely. That's Uh, what my point was. Absolutely, completely. But even that doesn't have to be striving. That's just an acknowledgement. Did that. That doesn't feel good. But that's cool. But that's cool. What about trying? Do you prefer that to striving? I don't like the word trying. I don't (laughs) let let my coaching clients use that word. Because trying means I'll try. I won't, but I will try. No, let's not be doing any of that. God, I feel bad for all of your coaching clients right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they have a really great time in in your sessions We have a lot of fun in our sessions, (laughs) I'm telling you, a lot of fun. No, that doesn't surprise me. But, But all I'm saying is let's turn that on its head, you know. No striving, no striving, you know. That's that whole thing back back to the purpose thing let's strive to find our purpose it um puts you in a ball of resistance and then honestly you're not going anywhere striving isn't going to get you anywhere it really isn't it or if it gets you somewhere it will get you so far and then you'll burn out and you might as well give it up at that point seriously no let's intend let's have conscious intention let's have conscious awareness be consciously aware of what you want for that day why do we have to be thinking about well, that's what so I was going to say. I think uh, it's good to be consciously aware, but not to the point where you're over overthinking Absolutely. and getting yourself, because I can definitely do this, get yourself in a spiral where you're overthinking the next 20 years mm-hmm. and you're worrying about this, that and the right. other. And I yeah. think actually the key to a lot of this is instead of thinking or worrying about this overarching purpose that you think you should or shouldn't have, just be in the moment, be in mm-hmm. the present, do what feels good in the present enjoy the day that you have today because nothing else is guaranteed and then let the rest kind of flow as and when it comes and if you have that realization like you had when you started your healing course it was like right this feels really good and this kind of aligns with what i've thought and it's kind of been a bit of a missing piece i guess from what what you Mm -hmm. knew when you were younger if you have that great Mm -hmm. if you don't have that until you're 90 but you've lived every day to the fullest and you've enjoyed yourself then in my eyes, that's absolutely fine too. If, if, and both lives are equally worth completely. And if having. you don't find that when you're not ninety, yeah. and what when you, you're dead? Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, you di- exactly. You die, yeah. and you've lived every day feeling as happy and as easy and as oh, I don't know, in, you know, embracing life as you can. Man, that's it, isn't it? I think there's also this pressure to be extraordinary. Yeah. To do these mm. amazing, outstanding, you know, going back to the Olympics things, like the Olympics is great, but, you know, not everyone is going to be an Olympian and that is okay. You know, the same thing with celebrity culture. You see so many people on Instagram or whatever social media making a success and putting that in, you know, quotation marks, a success of their lives that you wonder, why aren't I doing that? Yeah. Should I be doing that? And, 
the life that you're leading can feel quite boring or ordinary. And there's mm. actually this film that I love, which is about time, which I know that you love as well, um, which I think, you know, if anyone listening that hasn't seen it, definitely go and watch it because one, it's a great film, but also it's the whole message of, you know, you shouldn't have to um, relive every day. Mm. The, the person, sorry, the protagonist in the film can go back in time yeah. and relive days. And the idea is that you should appreciate your ordinary life so much that mm. there's no need to go back and there's mm. no need to almost do anything extra special because you just appreciate the specialness of your normal ordinary yeah. life and I think I found that really comforting because mm -hmm. I think when I was younger um than I am now I put myself under pressure to think I've got to do this big thing there's this big thing that I know that's coming that I've got to achieve and now I've completely let go of that it's actually mm -hmm. about the present and whether I'm enjoying myself and enjoying the life I have right now rather than putting myself under pressure to find that big thing Absolutely. Um, what is the name of that film? About Time. Oh, it's About Time. Sorry, yeah. because you said that. Okay, so everybody now knows About Time. Yeah, I have seen the film. Um, I think I was in tears, wasn't I, at one point? But I'm in tears most of the time yeah. about films anyway. So. Trigger warning, there is a bit of death in it, but a majority of it is uplifting. I was going to say, we're very uplifting on this funny, today, aren't we, on this episode. <laughs> um, th this is just what I do want to say before we finish. This is what I do want to say is that if we're talking about purpose, this this is it, okay? If if we are, but we, we don't. Because we're picking this intention. up here. We talk yeah. about an intention, <laughs> but you know, we talk about intention. This this podcast, this whole podcast, is called Living a Hell Yes. If you are living a hell yes, you are living what you're here to live. End of. That is it. So, if it was me, I'd be focused on. What is my hell yes? That's what I would be intending and I would never be striving for it. Yeah. Well, that was, that was powerful, Savage. Should we leave it there? I'm not <laughs> sure I can top that. <laughs> Do you have any other, any other rants that you'd like to um, get no, off the chest? The, that's, the last, that's the yeah. last download that I've just had coming until, through. So, okay, yeah. fab. Until, until next week. Until, yep, <laughs> until the next episode. Thank you, Margie, for the discussion on purpose. Yeah, a pleasure. Amazing. Lovely to see you. Lovely to be with you again. Thank you so much to anyone that's listened to this episode. And if you got to the end of our ramblings on purpose, we really appreciate you. Um, as always, if you'd like to subscribe so that you get updated every time we post a new episode, that happens every Wednesday each week. And also, if you'd like to give us a follow, we actually have just launched a Instagram for this podcast. So it's at living a hell yes. At the moment, it's very empty, but we will be trying to post some exciting things there. So if you want to stay up to date, please follow us. And also mum has about an Instagram which is at Sandra Stocks Coach. So she updates that pretty much every day and there's lots of fun content there too. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care and enjoy living a hell yes. yes.